I don't think you have your glasses on, Becca. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. I can't tell the difference between hair and headphones without my glasses. (laughs) Should not be allowed to legally drive. Jesus. (laughs) So in case you, you know, had any questions, this is, in fact, Casual Casualties. Where we talk about casualties. Casually. I'm Bree. I'm Becca. She's blind as a bat. Don't trust her. Apparently. <laughs> you gotta do this a little bit, you do. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so I would like to um, start things off by officially apologizing for us skipping last week. Oops. Life. Life does happen. I'm so sorry. No, unfortunately, what had happened was audio for one of our episodes got fucked up, lost something, I don't know, technologies hours before we were supposed to launch it. So we did not have anything to launch last week. I'm sorry. So to try and make it up, I am going to, well, we are actively re-recording said audio right now. So that's the story you're about to hear. But I finally hunted down my friend and begged her and poked her and pleaded with her and uh, yelled at her until she finally decided that she's going to sit down and tell us about um, not actually Helltown, Ohio, which was my original plot, but instead about the Molly Stark Sanatorium and, you know, all of the creepy spooky things that she saw when she broke in there. <laughs> broke in? I'm assuming because it's never been open to the public, so... <laughs> Damn, that's is scary. So, uh, we will be recording that, hopefully releasing that with this episode. If we don't, please don't come at me. Life is busy, I'm sorry. I'm working, like, 50 hours this week. And somehow still recording and editing audio. Please don't hate me. Our motto for this week is no think, only blue. No think, just blue. <laughs> no think, just blue. God damn it. <laughs> so when I was in high school, my hair was every color of the rainbow because my parents either were either didn't give a fuck or were completely absent. Um, I'm looking at you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you out. Can't can't say anything because if 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 dad was there, he definitely would have stopped it because it wasn't his custody week that week. <laughs> But <laughs> I never got the the privilege of the honor. Yes, of, but um, Becca's parents were on her shoulder constantly, so she never got to. Uh, I could cut it. I could dye it like red. You couldn't do anything, any fun colors. No fun colors. So as an adult, Becca decided to rebel and buy some blue hair dye, despite the fact that the company that we work for <laughs> does not allow colored <laughs> hair. So you know what Becca and I get to do tomorrow. What do we get to do tomorrow when we walk into work, Becca? Hide our hair. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was Mother's Day. There was lots of drinking involved, and I ordered this stuff. And then it arrived, and I was like, oh, guess I'm going to dye my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Life choices. Look, right now, there's just, like, a stripper's tune. Maybe more. Like a quarter of your head is blue. Um, I give it till about the end of the month. Uh, till all of it's blue. So. It's a ticking time bomb, but you know what? We're here for it. I mean, it's in my bathroom. I gotta use it. (laughs) 
My hand is still stained. I know, it's just so blue. From from putting it into your hair for you the other night. <laughs> I love it. Let's just both be grateful that we didn't do it the right way, yeah. which is bleaching our hair first. Yeah. Otherwise, we would be royally fucked. I would be, yeah. And our hair would be royally blue. <laughs> yeah, that would be okay. I would be okay with that, too. I'd except for I have a wedding in the fall. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. No, think only blue. No, think just blue. blue. Don't think about it. <laughs> Dude. So, yeah. Now I got... We we both had. I was like standing in the mirror, looking at my hair with a strand of hair pulled out, and Becca legit was just like, "You're thinking about it too much." And then just grabbed a glob, grabbed my hair, and pulled it down the entire length of my hair, which I am not present visually on our social media. But last time my hair was this long, I chopped it to my collarbone and donated it, and it was thirty two inches. Damn. Yeah, right now her hair is like to her waist. Yeah, it's my waist, and I'm I've got a long ass torso, bud. She's so, very tall. so she grabbed my hair and from about my ear down to the end of it, just yanked blue straight yep. way, straight through it. There's no going back. I was like, you're thinking about it too much. We just gotta do it. <laughs> and then I, uh, so I sent a Snapchat of my hands dyed blue. To my fiance, and I said, decisions were made. <laughs> and then he never read it, never read it, never read it, read it, and then I never got a notification, and then I checked it, and it said, read 22 minutes ago. Yeah. And then I got a text message from him that said, all right, well, I'm going to bed now. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, no. <laughs> He's going to be mad because he knows I'm going to get I'm gonna get in trouble at work. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I went home, and he's like, no, I didn't get a Snapchat from you. I'm like, what the fuck? And he goes, yeah, like, I opened the one that you sent me while I was at work earlier today about... Um, when you cut your hand, but I never saw anything about blue. <laughs> so I was like, God damn it! Like, I was all worried that... Rebellion isn't fun if there's no one to be mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Like your employer. <laughs> oh my god, and then today of all fucking days to have my hair blue and, like, trying to be, like... Like, the part that you did was fine, but the part that I did, that's, like, right up front center and, like, on the blonder part of my hair that, like, sticks out. We had some of the higher-ups in the office, because it's Wednesday, and we're doing the interviews and stuff, and I was like... <laughs> so I was just like... international super spy. Super TikTok, yeah. you ruined my life, god damn it. And then, like, I was wearing that, uh, like, black, lacy, like, over thing that I have. Oh, okay. Because I was, like, I was vibing today. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and I was like, probably wouldn't have worn this if I'd known the supervisors were gonna be here. But here we are. But here we are. Because it covers my tattoos, so I can't take it off. Because if I take it off, then my tattoo goes away. <laughs> I hope that our company changes those rules. I do. I heard a rumor that a lot of our dress code is based out of is based behind the um information and stuff that Disney uses. Mm-hmm. And since Disney opened it up to colored hair and tattoos, people are under the impression that our company is going to do the same just because we have a very high level of customer service just like Disney does. Mm-hmm. I feel like within the next 5 years, they've definitely got That's a... bullshit. Like, give me five months. 
Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. I'll, year, I'll wait half a year. That's fine. But come next year, if it's not done, like, bitch. Yeah. So our company also does not allow piercings, aside from the ones in your ears. Yeah. And I have my septum pierced. But I have this little clear silicone... It's essentially a staple that yeah. goes into my septum, but you can just barely see the ends of it sticking out the bottom of my nose if you're right up in my face. And so I just have to flip it to put it into my nose. And I stopped into my store location after running some errands to a different store, and my boss, like, pointed out my nose because I had flipped it down while I was driving in my car because it's more comfortable that way. Mm-hmm. And so if he's going to point that out to me, that a clear silicone piece in my nose that is barely showing when I'm no longer clocked in and in the, like, cash out area, then what is he going to do if he sees blue in my hair? Uh, Uh, I, like, I already jokingly call him dad. (laughs) Okay, dad. Yeah, no, legit. And so, like, I'll call the store. And be like, hey, um, can I talk to dad? <laughs> and then my, the other assistant or whoever answered the phone would be like, your daughter's on the phone. <laughs> and my store manager only has two very small yeah, daughters. Yeah, very small. That shouldn't know how to operate phones. No. So he, the first few times he's like, what the fuck? And then he no, he's he like, like, hey, it's Bree. And he's like, god damn it, Bree, what do you want? <laughs> I love that. Oh, so, uh, the, I think, again, part of the reason why the audio for this episode originally was so fucked is because this audio was filmed while my cat was in labor. Yep. She was being very loud. And so, last week, our mini, we kind of referenced the fact that my cat had her kittens, but I feel like I should reiterate or, like, preface, re-explain <laughs> what happened. Yeah. So, uh, the... 18th, I think it was, of last month, my cat went into labor. And, uh, tiny beans. And that was the day that we decided to record this audio originally. The audio itself was really fucked because it was at my house and not yours. So we didn't have an actual pod lab set up. My cat was rubbing up against the microphone and crying and yelling. And I think her clambering around near the equipment is maybe why the audio had cut out. Yeah. Because I remember at one point she had, like, stepped on it or something or auto had. And then, but, like, you got it back up. So I don't know what happened. But our audio got ruined. And as far as I'm aware, that just means, like, we're on our way to actually, like, doing the damn thing. Because what podcast hasn't had issues with audio? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, today, we are going to talk about the absolute badass that is Adrena Levine, who was born June 24th, 1966. However, she, un- she ends up working towards becoming an actress, film director, screenwriter, and takes on the stage name of Adrena Shelley. I don't know why Shelley was decided on, but she felt like it was she felt like it was a better name for her. Adrena Shelley. Adrena Shelley. She was born in Queens and her parents were named Sheldon Levine and Elaine Longbaum. Which makes me think of Harry Potter Longbottom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like I could see the look on your face. You're like, hang on, where do I know that from? Some crazy guy. 
Becca's over here playing Pac-Man in the back of her brain, like... Harry <laughs> <laughs> Potter. Becca lives her life in Harry Potter references. Yes. And TikTok references now. What's the name of your child again? I think something like, uh, like Luna. Yeah. Weird. Like, like, love good. You wish your kid was as mellow mannered as Luna fucking love Dude, good. she's the exact fucking opposite. That's of what her. you get. No, okay, so this is my theory. This is my thought process. Her name is Luna, obviously referencing the moon. Mm-hmm. Who is the Greek goddess that most. Like that, that most works with or is in is part of the moon. Fucking Artemis. Okay, what's your child's emotional support item? Her sword. Exactly. Spice. How absolutely excited does she get when you pull out your bow and arrow? Very. She wants to shoot it. She wants one of her own. So. <laughs> she loves watching movies where they're fighting. You accidentally. Gave yourself a warrior, like, badass as a child when you connected her with Artemis Artemis. because of the moon. Yep. Your fault. Way to go. (laughs) Can't wait to see what kind of person she grows up to be. A strong-ass motherfucking woman who ain't gonna take no shit from no one. If you bite me again, I'll kill you. Dude, your kid fucking kills me. What did she do at the supermarket today? Oh my god. <laughs> I love it when I get texts like this when I'm Dude, at work. <laughs> your child got some, some great critical thinking skills. Uh, she told the cashier that muscle is meat. And the cashier was like, yeah, uh, good job. And then Luna was like, my dad can cook meat. And then the lady was like, nice. And then Luna was like, hmm. I guess people are meat too, so probably my dad could cook people. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you can see her thought process. You can see. You can see how she connected them. You can see how she put those dots together. And you can understand, like, she's not wrong. She's not. Nope. And then the cashier and Michael started talking about, like, oh, yeah, I guess I should get her to watch Hannibal. And then you told the cashier about the show, which she hadn't seen yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My ta- my child is talking about cooking people. Let me show her a show where they cook and eat people. It's a good show, though. It is very. I've good. only seen the first like four episodes. I don't have the attention span to sit down and watch an entire episode of anything because I cannot sit. I can't sit still. It won't happen. I can't even take a bath and not be not doing something. Same. Like, I can't just lay there and relax. I'm, like, laying there watching a movie or listening to a podcast or, like, reading a book or... Listening to a podcast isn't even enough for me. Like, I have to be doing something with my hands physically. Reading a book tends to, like, situate that for me, I think. Maybe that's why I just read so fucking much. Yeah, because you have something to do with your hands. Yeah, like, my hands are occupied with something in it, like... Yeah. And I had to get a Kindle because uh, listening or because actual books in the bathtub makes my fiance mad because he's a librarian. He's a librarian and he yells at me. Wow. No, I have I have thrown books across the bathroom because he'll like walk into the bedroom and I'll be taking a bath 
And you're like, nope, don't have a book. And I'm like, nope, no book here. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, I don't know. He's like, what did you just throw? And I'm like, I don't know. It's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> it was the cat. It was a cat. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's. I love it. Yeah. Not once in my life have I ever actually ruined a book with the bathtub. Yeah, because you're really fucking careful about it. Like, I've ruined a book with hot chocolate. Oof. And then I had to buy the book. Because it was a library book. I love that that doesn't show up at all. Like, I can hear it with my ears, but... Well, I think I, there is a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but Luna is having the time of her life on the other side of that door. What is she? Is what is she doing actually? It is sounds she like... like she's singing with her new guitar, probably. Oh. So that's the thing that we got her that she wanted to watch people all day. I love that. Okay. Anywho's. A dream. Uh, dream. Levine. June 24th, 1966. June 24th, does that make her a Gemini or does that make her a Cancer? Hmm. Maybe a Cusper. It might be a Cusper. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it makes her a Cancer. Yep, Cancer. Which is a water sign. Yeah. Okay. She was an overall badass. It is a Cusper. Is it a Cusper? Mm-hmm. Nice. Adrena Levine later took on the name Shelley, but she was born in Queens to Sheldon Levine and Elaine Longbaum and had two brothers, one named Jeff and one named Mark, and they were all raised on Long Island. And so this girl was a complete badass and she knew exactly what she wanted to do when she was like 10. And she started her career at a place called Stage Door Manor, which was a performing performing arts training school. And her first professional debut was in a summer stock, which apparently just means, like, summer production, of Annie, while she was still attending high school. Dang. Yeah, so she was, she was a badass. Um, later on in life, after... Graduating high school, she goes to Boston University to major in film production, not in acting, in film production. And, like, it went okay, but she ended up just dropping out by her junior year and moving to Manhattan. Like, I'm sorry, though, but, like, a big move that, like, anywhere. The concept of just me moving to, like, Phoenix by myself. Yeah. I could never. But this little badass... Pulls herself out of she college like, and pieces the fuck out to Manhattan. Get it, girl. Like, dude. Follow some, your dreams. Some people have a strength that I will never understand. Like, childbirth. <laughs> but anyways. Moving on past my own insecurities. <laughs> um, so, 1989 is when Adrena really had, like, her breakthrough. She ended up working with Hal Hartley who was an independent film leader or filmmaker who casted her in the lead of the unbelievable truth. Hmm. Uh, some of the other films or TV shows that she starred in were trust in 1990. She was in law and order. 
There was an Oz homicide. I don't know what that is, but it sounds kind of cool. Something called The Factorium. She was in multiple Broadway and off-Broadway plays. And somewhere along the way, a footnote in her background, which is great because, like, I didn't even find the date of this, which makes me happy almost because, like, it was just a blip in her timeline that nobody paid attention to. She got married. (laughs) She got married to nice. another actor. His name was Andy Olstry. And it's just kind of like, it happened. She's married. Yeah, but she got married. It was a blip. Like, you know, for the first time in quite a while, you look at an actress and they're not paying attention to the guy that she's fucking. She's, they're paying attention to the fact that she's being a badass. Not only that, she was fucking adorable. Good. She has this cute little like, round nose that kind of turns up a tiny bit. Oh, she's, she's got this got nice little, little... Like, she's got this, like... Super delicate chin jawline combo and this like big old high cheekbones. She's beautiful, Ooh. absolutely beautiful. I'm, I'm so stupid. I was <laughs> like, this sounds very familiar. Yeah, because we've already recorded this. You fucking oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that like as you were looking at me to tell me, <laughs> I was like, uh, Becca. <laughs> Granted, it's been nearly a month, but already? yeah, well, we were that far ahead of episodes. So then, when I went to go Damn. release this one last week, I was like, "Oh my God, where's the audio?" Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's been a weird time, guys. It really has. You can blame the cult, okay? Yes. The cult has been soul sucking and taking all of my time. I'm sorry. And energy. And energy. Okay, so, she gets married to Andy, who was also another actor, and in the 90s, she starts taking an interest in writing and directing instead of just starring in these movies. Get it, girl. So now this overall badass is walking onto set like a G when she wrote it. She's directing it, and also, she tends to have little parts in it herself. Like, how nerve-wracking would it be to be the lead and have your, like, like, have your director director be the person who's playing your friend in this movie? Like, what the fuck? So stressful, but, like, also amazing. Along this, she ends up getting pregnant, and there are a little like, blips of information that kind of show that she wasn't ready for this pregnancy. It wasn't planned. It wasn't something Mm -hmm. that she was really excited about. And, um, she kind of translates a lot of these emotions in her movie Waitress. And so it was written while she was pregnant with her daughter, um, who ends up being named Sophie. And it just kind of stars a lot of her stressful emotions of becoming a mom and knowing that it's going to affect her career. Which is a huge problem in America that we yeah. need to fucking yeah. fix. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just started something. Okay. There's this podcast that they're listening to. It's a, it basically, it's about like the child care system and how America got to where we are today. Oh god. No one is coming to save us. That's what it's called. <laughs> and it's a four-part series, and it's like, oh my god. But like, basically, the United States and New Guinea, only countries that do not offer child care from birth. Nice. Well, okay. 
the part that has always struck me is if you want to take your child to a daycare facility mm-hmm. and pay for your child to have, quote unquote, the best care, right. you have to wait until your child is at least 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. So 16 weeks old sounds reasonable. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for you to be taking your child anywhere before they're 16 weeks, right? Right. However, how long is the, like, average time that a woman is given to recover? Six to eight weeks. Some places only give four. I think they have to give you just enough time for your body to recover. Quote, unquote. But, I mean, like, there are some people who go back to work two to three days after giving birth. Yeah. Because the time that they're given is unpaid. Like... So, like, yeah, you're given time to bond with your kid, but good luck making bills. Well, then the other problem of it is, like, because we're trying to look into child, like, daycares right now, and it's, like, basically a second mortgage payment, yeah. which we cannot afford. Yep. Well, you know why it's so high, right? Yeah, because of the state. Because CPS and DES will yeah. pay to have CPS children go to daycare, and the state will pay the bill. So if the daycares continue like hike up the rates, they know the state will yep. at least pay, and they're banking off the fact that there are enough children in the system to ma- give them a paycheck. Them. Yeah, but if you were to take that out of the equation and give all kids access to it, oof. state's still paying for it though. Yep. I don't know, but it's like they basically broke it down to like the there was a time. A very brief time during, like, the Rosie the Riveter um, yeah, yeah. era where they wanted women to go to work because it's, like, you have to do your patriotic, patriotic uh, duty because all the men are away fighting in the war. So you have mm-hmm. to go join the workforce. So the federal government mandated daycares, and they were <laughs> – you're going to listen to that later, and it's going to freak you out. <laughs> they were, like – they got, like, they had a doctor on site. They had, like, they did all, they li- listened to all the psychology for it. And they really found out what kids really need. They, when the moms would come to, at the end of the day to pick the kids up, they would have a pre-prepared meal for the mom to take home to cook dinner for her kids because she worked all day. And then the war ended. And, and the men came back home. Shit. And they, as quickly as they built that all up, they shut it all down. Because they were like... Well, now the men are back, so the women need to stop working, so the men and our veterans have jobs to come back to, so the women need to go back to work. And it's like, sorry, bud, you let the genie out of the bottle, like... And then they wonder why we wanted to keep working? Yeah! They wondered why we didn't want, like... (laughs) Yeah! It makes me so mad. Oh my gosh. Good podcast, though. Definitely listen to it. Super, super interesting concept. But... Anyways. Uh, like, the concept of women, like, suddenly being worth less to employers because the moment they, they get pregnant yeah. is real. Mm-hmm. And Adrena realized this yeah. and was battling with these emotions while pregnant um, and took that heart and time and soul and energy and put it into this waitress and... When it debuted, like, her her daughter, Sophie, makes a cameo at the end of it, which Aww. I think is the cutest fucking thing. See, I already wanted to see The Waitress because Sarah Bareilles is in it. <laughs> now I want to see it even more. Because Adrena and her daughter, Sophie. It is so stinking cute. So, 
here's that one part that, you know, we, we started the whole the, podcast about. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a happy ending. So, at the age of 40, on November 1st, 2006, for kind of a time reference, Sophie is now two years old. Uh, 9.30 a.m., Andy drops Adrena off at her old West Village apartment. So, I don't know if this apartment was hers before they got together or not or what, but um, this apartment was kind of her own makeshift personal workspace. Like her office. Yeah, she, like so she has an apartment that she made into her own little office space for writing and everything. She, I don't think she sleeps there or stays there or anything like that, but it is her her workspace, which is like, it's always referenced as like she loved it because it gave her the opportunity to bring in her daughter Aww. so that she could kind of have time with her daughter while she's working. Yeah. And she knows like her kid's in a safe space. Like it's just that it's an apartment. And paying rent on an apartment might be cheaper than paying. Probably. <laughs> Way back then at least. <laughs> now it is. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, but anyways, thankfully her daughter was not with her on this day. She gets dropped off and 5.45-ish rolls around. Unfortunately, her husband, Andy, still has not heard from her. So he pops into her apartment to see what's going on because they had had plans to go to dinner that night. And he still hadn't heard from her since. So it's been quite a long span of time by now. And he goes into the apartment and nothing looks outright out of place. But he goes to the apartment room by room by room until finally he walks into the bathroom. And there he finds Adrena hanging over the bathtub by a bed sheet on the shower curtain. And as tragic as that is, my brain can't not think, what the fuck kind of shower curtain you using, bud? How much weight is that holding? Like, damn! That is a secure... I don't want to take away from the fact that this beautiful, effervescent light was just extinguished from the earth but like damn but like damn like that hardware dude dude (laughs) so um when my little sister was in texas for a school in c school for the military she's in the navy she facetimed us and took us around and showed us her it's not it wasn't a barracks and it's not an apartment it's more so like what they would give you at uni uh dorm Yes, essentially. Essentially was the size of a dorm. Two people slept in it. Mini fridge, bathroom, and, like, that's it. You get a desk, a bed, a mini fridge, and a bathroom. That's all you get. And, like, she showed me. And she, like, reached out and, like, didn't even fully grab onto the curtain, but just, like, batted at it, and the whole thing fell down. Damn! And I was like, dude, you need to get the maintenance guy in there to fix that. And she goes, no, they do that like that on purpose. And my naive ass was like, why the fuck would they do that to you? That's like some fucking, like... like, cheap-ass military. I was like, that's bullshit. And she goes, no, Brianna, it's so people can't prematurely end their enlistment. And I was like, oh, damn. damn." (laughs) (laughs) Like, fuck, damn. (laughs) So, yeah. It's crazy to think about that. That stresses me out. Yeah. But also, though, I feel like that that I personally would be like, no, 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 no. You got to worry about that in, like, boot camp. Because that's when they make you hate your life. Yeah. 
They make you go to like the gas chambers. Yes. Yeah. Do like I don't remember what it's called, but it's, like, I think it's spend, called the test of faith. And then like you spend three days out in like the field with just your MREs and stuff. I don't think they made her do that. Oh well, uh, she's in the navy is, though. Yeah, he was so no, she's in the navy, so it's a little bit different. Shout out to my little sister who's a badass, working over at the hospital up in Portsmouth, Virginia. She was on board the I can't remember if it was the Mercy. She was on board one of the ships that went to New York for the COVID thing. Nice. Yeah. I always love the Navy's camis out of all of the camis. She do look fly, though. My ex-boyfriend debated joining the Navy when I said that. Ew. <laughs> the second you say ex-boyfriend, my brain just goes, ew. <laughs> ew, no. Ew. Mm-hmm. It's like when we were going through my clothes, and anytime I said, well, my mom got this for me, like, okay, so we're getting rid of it. <laughs> Well, like, I could see on the look on your face, like, I don't like this, but I feel obliged to keep it. Yes. <laughs> Words. What are they? Yes. Okay, so, back shower on topic. Curtain. Damn Again. that shower curtain. Dude, I don't even know. I wish you had one of those military grade ones. Right? That would have... Because, Unless she didn't do it herself, which, you know. You good? Yeah. Okay. So, um, immediately the police walked in, they looked at it, and they're like, yep, that's a dead person, and that's a person who's dead in about the same way that most people would think about, you know, the whole unaliving situations. <laughs> Open, shut, good day, sir. Unaliving situations. That's how they... <laughs> So you have to say it on TikTok so that you don't get your TikTok banned. Oh, uh, you can't say suicide. You can't say suicide, you so everyone always calls it unaliving. unaliving. <laughs> oh my god. I'm an addict, my dudes. I'm sorry. That's beautiful. So, no, literally the the police waltzed in and went, ooh, yep, she's dead. Yep, yep she did Suicide. It. And they walked back out and the husband was like, excuse me, They're motherfucker. Like, close case. And so the husband knew better. He's like, no, there's no fucking way. First of all, granted, she had all of these, like, hesitations while pregnant about being a mom and everything. But she, the moment she met her baby girl face to face, was absolutely starstruck. She loved that baby girl. That daughter was her life. She was actively working on writing another movie. And part of the reason why she was in her office that day was because she was waiting to find out if uh, one of her movies that she had directed would come back and as being accepted to the Sundance Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, she was waiting on some big news. She was waiting on some big news. She, again, absolutely adored her daughter. She's in the middle of writing another. Yeah, she's in the middle of writing this new script. That she was really passionate about and, like, always excited to talk about it and everything. So, and the movie that she was waiting for the Sundance Film Festival to accept was Waitress, which she poured her heart and soul into, obviously. And it's done so good. So not just her husband, Andy, but, like, her whole family and friends all were just outraged. But the police refused to change their ruling. They refused to look into it. They didn't think it was worth it. Thankfully, Andy... 
like sealed off her apartment and would not let anyone in it. And what he did was he went out and he got himself a private detective. A private detective. Michael Braden. Who my dad's or my grandpa does He's a PA. And you're just now telling me this why? Because I just remembered it. <laughs> I, he mostly does like affairs and stuff, I think. So yeah. So he's a scummy PI, is what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, while having an affair with all my grandmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? He's not biologically related to me. <laughs> I was not ready for this. Here's <laughs> an information dump. How old is your grandpa? Dude, I don't fucking know. Like, 70 maybe? And he's out here getting it all? Yeah. Well, He's Probably. got a girlfriend in Phoenix while my grandma's in St. Louis. And y'all know about this? Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, doubling back to the casualty point <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> the murder. Uh, Drina's parents and her husband both hire Michael Braden, who was a very world-renowned forensic pathologist. Fancy. And he performed a secondary autopsy. Under the watch of these two detectives. I feel like they're just, like, standing there in the corner, like, hm, good luck, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, dude. Go do your investigation. Okay. <laughs> Open shut. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. But the second autopsy revealed that she had trauma to her head and neck Fuck. that they originally overlooked. So, like... They, I feel like they just laid her out and were like, bruises yep, on her neck. Yeah. Maybe they checked to see if that one little bone was broken. Because, like, sometimes during strangulation, that there's a little bone in your neck that breaks. It only happens, mm-hmm. like, like 30% of the time or something. Like, something like that. Um, it, it, no, not your collarbone yeah. right there. But there is, Higher like, up. a little bone in your neck. And I wish I could remember what it's called. And then, like, some... Clavicle. Like, no. Humorous. Okay. No, stop. stop. Just stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh fuck, no. Just no more. That's so wrong. <laughs> I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> Close the book. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we are on one today. But um so I feel like they just looked at her and they're like, well, her neck's all bruised up. She probably died like that. Yep. Okay. Done, so the secondary autopsy revealed some trauma to her head and neck that originally they didn't really care to look into. And so in response, these detectives were like, oh, we should re-examine the apartment then. Huh. You think? <laughs> and so they did. And while in the apartment, they found a men's shoe print on the toilet seat, which, dude, you were in there getting the body. How the fuck did you overlook that? So this shoe print was in gypsum powder, which I guess is something that tends to use, like tends to be found on construction sites, which lo and behold, one floor down, there was an open construction site. They were working on one of the apartments. Hmm. How bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> and so they did a little bit more investigating to find out that this type of shoe print, as well as this type of dust, was able to be tracked back to a matching set of shoe prints at this construction site. Again, in the apartment building, one floor down from her room. 
So, I feel like they were just Scooby-Doing this shit with a big old magnifying glass. She's like, doo, 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 down the fucking apartment hallway. <laughs> so, they, um, they follow these clues down to the construction manager, who was the building owner. And they were able to dis- they were able to decide that the shoe what the shoe size was and the fact that the shoe was a Reebok, which is a tennis shoe. So only one only one person on the entire construction crew regularly showed up in tennis shoes, which nowadays is definitely an OSHA violation. Yep, that is definitely a uh, that's a no. It's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me. <laughs> but um not safe. This construction employee was 19-year-old Diego Piquillo. Huh. Pilco? Pilco. 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 Diego Pilco? Diego. Diego. Pickle? Diego. So 19-year-old Diego is the only one who would regularly come into work wearing tennis shoes. But this construction manager immediately jumps to Diego's defense. He's like, no, 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 no. This kid is a good kid. He works six days a week. And then his one day off, he works at another one of my properties as one of the soups. Like, just a fill-in soup. Like, tomato soup. (laughs) (laughs) Pumpkin soup. And at this other building is actually where Diego rents... A basement room or whatever with his cousin. And so, like, first of all, what the fuck are you working so much, dude? Yeah, six days, seven days a week. Seven days a week you're working, all for this one guy. Also, why is this guy allowing you to work seven days a week? Like, am I wrong in feeling like, as an employer, you don't want your employees working more than that? Otherwise, they're gonna go catatonic. Because they're literally gonna burn out. Yeah. Like, in a month. Yeah, it's like, bro, why are you working your people so hard? Like, the fuck? Why are you working so hard, Diego? What you got, bud? So, despite the fact that the manager gave Diego a glowing review, the police still decided to go talk to him. Thank God. And Diego immediately broke. And he was like, I'm so sorry, I accidentally murdered her. I accidentally murdered her. I mean, that's not a direct quote, but... Oops. Okay, first of all, they can't see you. (laughs) So they don't know that you are wielding a knife. Second of all, she did not. Second of all, she didn't have a stab wound. It's not like the police completely overlooked that. (laughs) Read, read yourself, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) She was in the bathroom. She was. She wasn't prepared. (laughs) I actually have a knife in my shower. Of course you do. A butter knife. Is that what you have? That's what I have, too. I have two of them. Uh, my lush bath bombs are too much for one bath, so I have a butter knife in my bathroom so that I can regularly go chippy-chop, 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 <laughs> and cut up my bath bombs and only use a little bit of that them, because the bitches is expensive. Yeah, that way you get your money's worth. Right? And then some. So, yeah. Anyways... <laughs> Unfortunately, she did not have a shower knife, and so she could not re-reat him back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Why, why do we have an audience? I'm yeah, so I sorry. Yeah, I love you all. We Yeah, I love and appreciate all of you, despite the fact that no one has sent me an email yet and no one has gone to look at our... Um, our Instagram. Our Instagram yet. Um, but that's okay. But that's okay, <clears throat> because we still have people who listen to our podcast, and that still makes me really happy. I see you. Well, I don't see you, but... It makes me even more happy that, like, none of my friends or family have, have actually watched it. Like, they're all like, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting. And I'm like, so you mean all of my views are genuine? Yay! Yeah, they're like, okay, bud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Anyway. So, um, according to Diego, in his uh, immediate confession, is that... Diego is an undocumented undocumented immigrant from Ecuador. And so when Adrina came down to the construction site to complain about the noise, Diego lost his temper and he threw a hammer at her. He did not hit her with said hammer, but he did throw it in her general direction. She got upset and she ran back into her apartment. And... In his mind, he's like, oh, no, I just fucked up. She's going to complain, and then they're going to find out, and then I'm going to get deported back home. So <clears throat> he panicked. He goes up to her room to try and talk it to her and explain, like, hey, I can't, I can't have you complaining. I'm really sorry. But when she sees him, she gets startled and starts to hit her, <clears throat> or to, starts to hit him. Yeah. And so they kind of fall into this phys- this like physical altercation like struggle resulting in her quote unquote falling and hitting her head which knocks her unconscious but like yeah. she becomes unresponsive and Diego with no medical history has no idea that she's actually unconscious, unconscious not, not dead, not dead and stages her body to look to make it look like a suicide Unfortunately, staging her body is what actually killed her. Dude. That poor girl. I hope she stays unconscious for the whole thing. So, this story was more believable than the fact that it was a suicide on her part, but the detectives still... still didn't feel right. It didn't quite sit right, because when they did this original look-through in the apartment and they found the shoe print, they also came to the realization that she had missing money. All of the cash that she had available was gone. Mm. Another odd thing about this is that Adrena didn't have any gypsum powder on her shoes, like, at all. And if she was down there, then she would have. Um, another thing to note is that she wasn't even wearing her shoes when she was found. Huh. So why would he accidentally kill her and then take her shoes off before yeah. staging it as a suicide? Yeah. It just seems like a weird detail to try to add. Yes. So they continue to push his questioning with Diego. And eventually he does change his story. This new story is he's on his lunch break and he notices her entering the building. And he kind of chooses to follow her with the intention of just stealing from her. Um, because remember, he is an undocumented immigrant, which means he probably needed someone to sneak him into the country. Now, as illegal as that is, no one's going to do it for free. No. Because nothing is free anyway. Which explains why this motherfucker is working seven Seven days days a week. week. Not only is he paying his bills and trying to feed himself, but now he's trying to pay off 
the person who smuggled him into America. What's it called? Like a coyote? A coyote is the the term, I believe. At least that's the term that me living in Arizona have always heard on the news. Yeah, that's it. I don't know if that's improper or not, but coyote is the term I've always heard. I hope it's not. If it is, let me know. I don't know. Let us know. I'm pretty sure it's coyote, at least in our neck of the woods. So, he is behind on his payments. He needs to make a little bit more extra cash. He sees this girl looking fly as fuck because she was awesome. Gorgeous. And he decides that it's probably a good idea. Maybe I can get some extra cash off this girl, you know? Who knows? So he follows her to her apartment. And when she goes into the apartment, she does not lock the door behind her. Aww. Always lock your lock doors. Lock your fucking doors. I don't care if you're running to your car and lock back. Your... Lock your goddamn doors. Please. And when he enters the apartment after her... He notices her purse on the counter, and she's in the other room. So he starts rifling through her purse to get some cash, and he's going to sneak out. Easy peasy, except for she notices him. And when she notices him, she has her phone in her hand. And she starts to scream at him. And so he stalks across the room and goes to cover her mouth so that she stops screaming. And she immediately starts walloping on him. Good. But, um, again, that results in a bit of a physical struggle, which then, again, results in her falling and smacking her head and neck really fucking hard, knocking her unconscious, Mm -hmm. making her unresponsive. But not dead. Not dead. With With his limited understanding of the human body, Diego couldn't tell the difference, so he thought he had killed her. And then he stages her body as a suicide to try and remove any suspicion that there was anyone in the house. Takes her cash and pieces the fuck out. So March 13th, 2008, Diego pleads guilty to manslaughter and ends up getting sentenced to 25 years in prison. He was also set to be he will also be deported back to Ecuador once his sentence has been fully served. Um, there was actually an attempt at a lawsuit against the contractor slash um, building manager or whatever for knowingly hiring Diego, as well as many other undocumented persons, arguing that um, hiring somebody who had an outstanding debt made Diego, like, more unstable? Yeah. Does that make any sense? more desperate. Yeah, it's like, if this man wasn't desperate to pay off the person who had smuggled him into the United States... Yeah, he wouldn't have been working so He wouldn't have been working that hard. He wouldn't have been in... Like, he wouldn't have been so strapped for cash that he felt the need to attack a woman for it. Yeah. And so, like, it's... (laughs) There's no right, right way to look at this case there's no way to say what was right or what was wrong if it was the manager for knowingly hiring him if it was diego for choosing not to like go the legal route or if it was just the fact that america in general makes it really hard for that legal route like there's no one way to look at this and be like that is the right answer because there's about 10 to 17 different factors that could have gone into this and she could have still come out alive. Mm-hmm. And none of them happened. Long and it's... story short, he could have just not have tried to steal money from her. Yes. 
but so this lawsuit was around the fact that um the family primarily her her husband was trying to sue the building manager for knowingly hiring somebody who was undocumented and therefore knowingly hiring someone who was unstable yeah not like mentally or emotionally unstable but financially unstable therefore making him slightly slightly volatile yeah. when becoming desperate like i don't know desperation the hell of a thing it's like those stories that you hear about people who go into the super supermarket and like steal loaves of bread yeah and then when they get in trouble you realize that they had like three kids at home that we were just trying to feed yeah it's like it's bread like we as a human population need to take care of one another not force each other to such desperation that you feel the need to kill somebody so that you yourself do not die yeah it's just it's gross there's a lot of things wrong with that um ultimately however this uh lawsuit was denied and there really wasn't there really wasn't much out of that um, it was important to note that Andy has voiced his opinions on illegal immigration, and in his words specifically, Adrena was not murdered by an illegal immigrant, per se. She fell victim to a depraved killer who simply happened to be an undocumented immigrant. It is an obvious distinction, almost too obvious, but it is an important one to consider as our country goes further down the dangerous path of dehumanizing those who were not born here. And I think that's a really good way to explain the situation. Like, Diego was not dangerous because he was an undocumented immigrant. Diego was dangerous because he was desperate. Yeah. And desperation is the key factor that made him dangerous, not the fact that he was born in Ecuador. Nope. Nope. His actions were... Well... Yeah. And his, I was like, his actions do not directly reflect those of people who have entered the the country illegally, nor do they reflect those of people from specific regions or areas. Mm -hmm. His actions reflect his situation specifically and his way of handling those situations. should not be summarized to be all... Yes, you cannot generalize. The second you begin to generalize is the moment that you completely lose yourself in a fake argument because it's never going to work. No. It's not going to happen. Those generalizations are what get people killed or what send nations into wars. It's not going to... It's never going to end the way you want it to end when it comes to that kind of thing. No. There are no winners. But I enjoyed the fact that he made that distinction. Because it is important. It's an important one to note. Yeah. And, you know, he, like, immediately was like, yeah, I did it. Yes. There was no... It's not like he tried to lie and get away with it. Thankfully. So, that's the unfortunate, untimely demise of the beautiful and fantastic Adrena Shelley. We need to watch Waitress together now, I think, because I've never seen it either. Yes, let's do it. No, think. Only blue. No, think. Only blue. How <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. No. Okay. 
Bye. Bye. <laughs> no, wait, hang on. <laughs> wait, what's your outro? So, um, really quick though, uh, I really want to hear about you guys, and I want to hear if you hate us or if you love us, and I want to hear your recommendations for cases, and I want to hear your own personal stories, so that we can turn and we can start doing the uh, listener-led Listeners. stories. Yeah. Um, so could you maybe send me an email at casualcasualtiespodcast at gmail.com, pretty please. Um, if you don't feel like that, but you do want to see pictures of adorable Adrena and, you know, all of her badassery, you can go to casual underscore casualties underscore podcast at, no wait, no, no, Instagram. At, on, on our Instagram. On Insta. Yeah, so uh, hit us up. We're super interested to hear from you. Um, otherwise, like I guess, bye. Uh, isn't there something else? Like, oh yeah, thank you for joining us on our, our casual crusade. Bye. Okay, bye. See you later, alligator. Bye. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs>